Gibbs for the ball to Mark Holmes. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California won the big game. One second left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is Wes Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Hi, this is Chuck Foreman, number 44 of the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vine, the boogie woogie man. This is Coach Pride with Virginia Tech football, and you are listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to roll? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. 101.7, 103.5, and AM 1460. Streaming worldwide at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the big dog, Rick Watson. Mike Burnup will join us, then Jermaine Farrell and David Smith will round out the super wild card NFL weekend that was an absolute horrible dud. <laughs> I mean, both games yesterday, eh. Absolutely. The band that saved rock and roll, the Black Crows, could not agree more. You know, they came along right when grunge was really popular, and they decided to just put forth this amazing blues-infused southern rock. I mean, yeah, absolutely.
Well, we'll get into all that with David Smith, and the games were really bad. Let's just say it the way it is. And it's going to rate well. Look, all the NFL cares about is its money. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about any aesthetics. They just care about the bottom line, which is the money. And the games will all have these amazing ratings, right? I mean, people watch. It's football. We love football, so we're going to watch football. But the Super Wildcard weekend was a complete dud, save for one game. And I just don't think that your playoff weekend like this should be the way it turned out. I mean, the only good game was Lions and the and the Rams. And then yesterday, I mean, the Bills jumped out 21-0. I know the Steelers got, for a little while, got to within a score, but that didn't last long. That game wasn't very good. It wasn't competitive. And then the Eagles' collapse came to Fini last night. You know, hey, give myself some props. David Smith, when the 49ers beat him, I said you could watch their their body language. They were done. And they ended up 1-6 counting the playoff after that. They lost 6 of 7. You talk about an epic collapse, and boy, it'd be a lot of fun to listen to Philadelphia sports talk radio today, wouldn't it? Or find some podcasts. Ooh, Nick Sirianni, will he survive this? How crazy is that? Think about that for a second. He took that team to the Super Bowl. They were 10-1, and one, and now there are many people that are expecting him to lose his job. How cutthroat is it to be a head coach in the NFL? And then did you see Mike Tomlin? He came out. And I don't know if it was the first question. It was all over Twitter. And everybody was just kind of standing around. And then there was this female reporter who said, so you have one year left on your contract. And Tomlin just walked off the podium. (laughs) Starting to get the feeling he might be done in Pittsburgh. That's seven straight years without a playoff win for the Steelers. Mike McCarthy's likely going to be out. In Dallas, Bill Belichick interviewed with Atlanta. Apparently that went well. He met with Arthur Blank. Could that happen? You know, I I said it when he left the Patriots. I just didn't feel like he was done coaching. Right? All right, so Pauly Pauly says, yeah, that was the first question because people were just not asking for whatever reason. So she asked that. Well, she didn't even ask really the question. She just said, hey, so by the way, you have one year left on your contract, and Tomlin just walked out. (laughs) But I I didn't think Bill Belichick was done. He's too much of a football lifer. The most passion I've ever seen him relate was when I've seen him sit down and talk about the NFL of yesterday, right? He talks about Paul Brown and Vince Lombardi and Sid Gilman and, uh, you know, all these folks, Bill Arnsbarger. The history of the game excites him, the, the legacy, the whole thing. And I think he just eats it up. I think that's just who he is. So I'm not surprised at all to see him interviewing for jobs. He's not done. I'd say he's going to coach through one more contract cycle. He's in good health. 
And I think maybe he probably personally needs another challenge. I don't think he can go out the way that he went out in his own mind. Because his legacy now is up for grabs. Because he didn't do anything after Tom Brady left. So I think it makes sense for him. Atlanta, maybe that's a good spot for him. Who knows? We'll see. He might interview somewhere else. I don't see him being a fit in Dallas. Hmm, Texture, what about Nick Saban? I think Nick Saban is done coaching football. That feels different to me. Saban tried the NFL. And you know what? I give him a lot of credit because, yeah, obviously he has a massive ego. You know what? He's earned it. He's the greatest modern football coach that we've had, college football coach that we've had. Um, he tried it with the Dolphins. He's, you know what? It didn't work. So he wanted to go back to the collegiate game. He went in and he dominated. I don't feel like, you know, he's not going anywhere else in college football because Alabama is the holy grail in his mind. And, and for many people, that's the way it is. Notre Dame would be the only other one that would come into play there. It feels like Saban is done to me. I think he wants to get into TV. He'll probably hook up with the dreaded game day and be there on Saturdays with the ESPN morons. That's my guess. And he's charismatic, right, in the commercials. But he may be done. Unless, you know, how about this? For that text, to give that text a little more consideration. What if, <laughs> what if Belichick, you know, he and, you know, Saban's a disciple, right? They're, I mean, those guys are hip and hip. What if, <laughs> what if Belichick took that job <clears throat> in Atlanta and then he offered the defensive coordinator's job <laughs> to Nick Saban? That'd be cool. All right? That'd be cool. Maybe that would prompt him to come back. Maybe he'd go back to the NFL as a coordinator just to hang out with Belichick. I mean, why not? There's nothing Nick Saban can do to, to spoil his legacy. Is that fair to say? Here we go. Nick Saban's legacy is set forever in college football. Forever. Six national championships at Alabama, seven in all. I mean, my Lord, seven college football national championships. Bill Belichick... Same amount of Super Bowls. Some of those were coming into question. It doesn't feel like his legacy is set, does it? Because of everything that went on. Because he has a substantial losing record without Tom Brady. All right? It kind of feels like it. it kind of feels like he's not satisfied with his own legacy. And these are people that are wired much differently than most normal people, which is what I've always said, and it always bugs me when you have these, and it's usually media morons, that try to say, oh, well, he should just go ahead and retire. Talking, this usually comes into play when they're talking about athletes. You know, Brady played up until his mid-40s because he could not quench that competitive fire any other way. So finally, I guess, now that he's taking time off and he's going to be in the booth next year, he had to deal with it. Many players can't. And I've never understood people trying to tell people they shouldn't go out and try to do the things they need to do to keep their soul burning, right? And it's the same thing with coaches. If they don't want to give it up, it's not they don't need any more money. It's not greed. 
I don't. I don't believe it's greed. Now, maybe, maybe that's an. Maybe that. Who knows? That could be an influence. I can't imagine Belichick or Saban ever needing any more money. I just don't think they. You know, a guy like Belichick. I don't think he can put the fire out yet. Some guys can. Joe Gibbs. He was able to do it because he had another interest where he was leading a NASCAR team. That was his. Well, what do you say? Football was his first love, but NASCAR is a one A close second. Right? So he had a he had a different outlet. But some of these guys, that's just what they do. I I don't have any problem with it. And look, even if it's not successful, if I if I see an athlete want to continue to try to play because that's who they are, good for them. I don't begrudge Michael Jordan for playing for the Wizards. I don't begrudge, you know. Any of these guys that that want to play, Joe Montana was successful with the Chiefs. There's a, there's so many examples you could use. You guys just don't want to give it up. It's all they've ever known. Would you like being told that you needed to go away in your job if you got to a certain age, if you could still do your job and you really liked it, and it gave you something to get up in the mornings, <laughs> some motivation to start your day, right? You want other people trying to take that away? That's why I don't understand. Oh, he should have just he should have retired. Why does he need to keep coaching? Because he loves it. <laughs> I think at some point, and I know this is hard for me to grasp because I'm not a rich dude, but I think when you have so much money and you can have anything you want in the world, at some point there has to be other things that motivate you. I think for most of these guys, it's not enough. The grind, the day-to-day, I think that's who they are as people. That's why they are successful. That's why they have done it for so long. I mean, hell, I would hope society would you know, start rewarding these people instead of this new breed of Generation Zers that are the laziest human beings on the planet. There you go. Frank Beamer held on because he loved it. That's right. Maybe, yeah, there you go. That's a great example here locally. Yeah, we know that Coach Beamer's teams weren't great at the end. Right? But he he couldn't stop. He wasn't quite ready to stop until he realized, you know what? It's not working anymore. I'm hurting the program. I'm done. Right, you love it. Don't take it away from them. It's nobody else's, you know, and if another owner wants to hire him or another school wants to hire a coach or if a player wants to go and sign a contract and give it a shot, good for them. Because you know what? When they're showing that, they're proving it never was about the money. Because they're not trying to chase any more money in most cases. Tom Brady is probably close to a billionaire. I would go out on a limb and say he's got to be pretty close, right? He didn't play all those extra years in Tampa because he wanted more money. He delayed the start of this, what is it, like $300 million contract he signed with Fox. He put it off because he wasn't ready. He said he needed a year to adjust to not being a player anymore. He didn't need the money. But he, he just he, he couldn't stop playing. Same thing with these coaches. Look, if Bill Belichick goes to Atlanta, good. Good for them and good for him. 
if Nick Saban walks away for several months and then goes, you know what? I've tried to play a lot of golf. I've eaten a lot of oatmeal cream pies. I, I, I'm thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can get back into this thing. Good. Awesome. Hell, we got 80-year-olds that's going to run for president of the United States. So why not let guys in their early 70s continue to coach if they've been good at it <laughs> and it's what they want to do? Well, they should just go ahead and retire. Okay, why, why is that up to somebody in the media to sit back and say, maybe you should retire because you're part of the awful media? All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Just getting started on Tuesday. A lot going on. Love to hear from you. Hope you're well. We'll get into the road conditions when I come back. They were just fine this morning. VDOT folks just lining it up and knocking it down. Smooth and neat. I am a lineman for the county. It's like a glove, isn't it? And I drive the main road Searching in the sun for another overload I hear you singing in the wire I can hear you through the wire I'm sure opinions will vary, but I don't know if there's a better song than this. I mean, when you tell your potential date, look, I need you more than want you, but I want you for all time. I I mean, you're in, guys. I mean, you're in. (laughs) 639-4900, text lines open 744-2990. And if it snows, that stretch down south won't ever Oh, it snowed all right. Here we go. And I need you more than want you. And I want you for all time. And the Wichita lineman. There you go. That's the line right there. By the way, uh, Mega... And I do mean mega kudos to the VDOT folks. They uh, out all night last night. You know how I know? Because I made it from Reiner, my usual route, without any issues whatsoever. Roads were basically clear, and that means that those folks have been out doing work all evening. I pulled down Tyler and go by the hospital here at Carillion. And you see the trucks, folks just sitting there. I'm sure they've been out all night, probably just keeping an eye on things and maybe resting a little bit. I mean, if you know anybody who works for the VDOT fo- uh, companies and drives the trucks, you might want to give them a big old shout-out when you see them because that, uh, that could have been bad. You know, yesterday about 6.30-ish, it really started coming down. Like, there, we didn't have it much of the day. And then over in Reiner, boy, it was just like, uh-oh, here we go. And everything got covered up pretty quickly. Um, and I was thinking, if this lasts till midnight, yikes. But it didn't. It stopped around my house in Reiner about 9 o'clock. 
Uh, text message says, Giles is really good. Blacksburg, not so much. So Blacksburg apparently still has some coverage. Good to hear the folks in Parisburg are going to be okay. All schools are closed. Knew they would be. You give them any kind of opportunity nowadays, they're going to close. But uh, probably makes some sense because I'm sure there's some back roads in certain areas that haven't been necessarily treated yet. But um, everybody going to be out of school today. Radford University is opening at 10. Everybody was supposed to start back today on time. Today was uh, when classes resumed down at RU. All right, we're going to step out. We're going to take a break, come back, and uh, we'll get more into this. This is a good conversation. Lots of folks chiming in about um, people trying to tell other people when they should retire or when they should just stop doing what they love to do. Text message 81 is good. There we go. And again, thank you to all those people out there that were working all night long to get the roads ready. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Halfway home in hour one. Mike Burnup, Jermaine Farrell, and David Smith a little later. Drugs. Lots and lots of drugs. Welcome back. It's opening hour here on Tuesday. 639-4900. Next line, 744-2990. Tony writes in, I agree 100%, Rick. It's kind of like some of our favorite musical artists still going around and performing. Do you get excited at the opportunity to see them, or do you go, oh, they should just stop? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, how many times? Think about it. Whomever it might be, if you're still out there, they're out there in their 60s and their 70s, getting get a chance to see them in their prime, you still get excited about potentially going to watch them, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Raymond writes in, I think you're right about Belichick. He seems a little unsettled about things. I agree. I think, I just feel like he's not done. Atlanta makes a lot of sense for him. I don't see him coexisting with Jerry Jones. Cowboy fans seem to think that he would go to Dallas. I, I, don't, I don't see that one happening. don't think that's going to happen. Eagles, how about the NFC East? Out. The Philadelphia thing is, I mean, they finished up losing six out of seven. What an epic, epic collapse. And everybody's assuming that Nick Sirianni, a year after taking that team to the Super Bowl, is out. Crazy. Just crazy. By the way, kudos again to Baker Mayfield. You talk about reinventing yourself. He threw for 337 last night and three touchdowns. Nobody wanted this guy. 
after he washed out as the top pick. But now, he's stuck with it, and he's going to earn himself. He's not just going to sign another one-year deal. He's going to make a lot of money, a whole lot of money coming up. And again, you know, good for him. Good for him. He's earned it. By the way, two things, just to continue to try to point out how just awful ESPN is, but it's never going away because they just keep buying everything. You see they're going to buy the uh, NFL. They're going to be now the partner with the NFL Red Zone channel. They're going to control it and the NFL Network. Anyway, uh, all roads, I won't say all roads, all roads I traveled were clear this morning. A lot of people are asking about the roads. Um, I came intentionally the back way through Reiner out Fairview Church, the back way connecting on to uh, Tyler, the beginning of Tyler, just because I wanted to see what it was like, and it was fine. Roads were fine. All schools are closed, but I think if you, especially when the sun comes up, you're going to be okay. You're going to be. I'm sure there's going to be some spots that will have some icy, slick spots and so forth. But for the most part, I think they're okay. And again, that, kudos to all the VDOT folks. They deserve all the credit, man. Very impressive. Very impressive. Huh. Text message: Very few coaches can coexist with Jerry Jones. Agreed. So the 94 team remains as the last Super Bowl team, right, with the Cowboys. The richest, most recognizable sporting franchise in the world has gone that long without a title. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely crazy. But the Eagles, the Eagles, have a lot of questions to ask. By the way... So ESPN, all they're doing, if you go to their college basketball page, all they do is write a new story on Bronny James every game he plays. They are, by the way, the PR designation for Bronny James. Does anybody care? Seriously. How many people could even tell me who Bronny James is playing for? Because I had to be reminded myself. Don't care. And then they announce Caleb Williams. Announces he's entering the draft. Really? Well, no kidding. Yeah, did he wait till the last day to declare? Sure. But he's likely, unless he just completely messes up from here to then, is going to be the number one pick overall. And they act like this was such big news. We knew he was going to declare. (laughs) He sat out the bowl game because he said then he was trying to get physically, mentally ready for his preparation for the NFL draft. And they acted as if, oh, Caleb Williams. Yeah. (sighs) Make it stop. Make it stop. Uh, 
So we might have two job openings in the NFL taken by pretty uh, large personalities. I do believe Jim Harbaugh is going to take the Chargers job. Although now they're, they're thinking he may go talk to Dallas. I don't see that existing as well. We'll see. Belichick to Atlanta seems like it's got a lot of momentum. Gerard Mayo has already been hired in New England. Dallas has not officially made a move. I think it's coming. Jerry Jones might want to. I'm sure he's already talking to people, right? I mean, I'm sure the way he operates at this point of his life, he's probably already negotiating with people, even though he doesn't have an official opening for a head coach. Good luck with that. Because you hear... As much as you hear less, uh, very few flattering things about Jerry Jones, you feel you hear even fewer about his son, who's going to take over. But again, the Super Wild Card weekend, there was only one team that lost at home, and that was the Cowboys, who were eight zero and had won sixteen in a row at home. Think about that for a second. What were the odds that was going to happen? And then yesterday, the two games were just, you know, the whole, the whole super wild card was really non-competitive other than the Lions and the Rams. And the, the league won't care. Again, they, they just care about money. They don't care about you or me or anybody else. They don't care about fixing their officiating or their rules. They don't care. They're just counting the, counting the Benjamins. These ratings will be huge. Just like they announced how big their little playoff excursion was. On Peacock, it means you're going to have even more. I bet you next year there are two playoff games that will be exclusively on stream. Just people keep going back for it. At some point, they won't. At some point, things will level off, and they'll have to figure out a new way to do business. But right now, they're projected to make $10 billion more. Billion, I just said it. Billion more than they did last year. The league doesn't care about any of the complaints that gets thrown at it. None. And they're in a position where they don't have to. But at some point, things run out. At some point in this country, baseball was looked at as never, ever in danger of being surpassed as the national pastime. All right? And it was all about baseball. Everything else was just secondary. Even even the NFL. But now where would you even put baseball in terms of national importance? It's definitely behind football, and I would say behind basketball. And it's not the game itself. It's just, again, leadership of that game has made people kind of go, whew, what are we doing? Some point things will shift. I don't know when that shift will happen in the NFL. At some point it will. But right now, they're just going to keep on doing what they're doing. As much as we all complain, as much as we get upset, especially about the officiating, it doesn't matter. It really, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it all comes back, doesn't it? It just doesn't It really does. It just
Snow Colt taking its victory lap, by the way. Uh, it's just crazy. I, I, I now, out of spite, look at the uh, comments and some of the posts about snow. And I will say this without exaggeration, that most of the posts were people lamenting the fact that we didn't have more snow. Oh, why did it stop at only two and a half, three inches? Why couldn't we have gotten a foot? There were people who actually are posting this. And I'm looking at it. You know, I looked at it all morning. Bland whiteness covering everything. How is that beautiful? (laughs) If you were in a room, like that's where they put crazy people, right? They throw them in a room with white walls all over the place. You think that person's going, oh, wait a minute. My sanity has been rediscovered because look how beautiful these white walls are all around me. (laughs) It's no different than looking out and seeing everything covered by frozen white precipitation. Oh, but it's, it's beautiful. Look. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Where's all the colors? <laughs> Where's all the natural terrain? It's under the beautiful blanket of snow. <sighs> Enjoy your day, Snow Colt. It's been a couple years. I know you're just frothing today. Can't wait to get out there and Walk around in it, drive in it, work it. You just can't wait. <sighs> Temperature's supposed to be down to eight tonight. Is that right? Is that what I heard? Eight? Eight? Eight. It was like me and Chad Hyatt when we were in uh, Cancun with Radford basketball. <laughs> and we may, we, we may have been partaking in kind of the old... celebratory environment after we won our bracket because everywhere you turned around cerveza senor si si and I remember we were walking around some of the resort buildings and where we were staying was building number four So, in other words, every room has a four, right? We were wandering around, and we were at eight. (laughs) We were at eight. And I just remember we were, like, looking around going, eight? What? There's eight? And it may have taken us a little while to rediscover where we needed to go. That's all I'm saying. But in any event, that's a story for another day. What's your thoughts on the NFL weekend? And I'm looking forward to getting David Smith's thoughts. I mean, I'm trying to go through these games again. We're going to leave the Lions-Rams alone because that one actually delivered. Um, I do believe that the league internally has to feel like they have a problem. Right? 
because these games, you're not supposed to have non-competitive games. We'll see what it's like during the divisional round. It's, it, you would think it's going to be better. I can't say for sure it's going to be better, but you would think. But you have the Ravens' nine-point favorites over the Texans. You have the 49ers' ten-point favorites over the Packers. Lions are six-point favorites over the Bucks. The only game that's close is the Bills. They're a field goal favor over the Chiefs because they're at home. So already, already, you're seeing Vegas think these games aren't going to be very good next weekend as well. But again, it's all about ratings and advertising rates for that league. So that's where we are. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. Mike Burnup scheduled to join us at the top of the hour. Get his take, get his update. What's going on with uh, Tech Hoops? Hunter Couture, is he going to be cleared for Wednesday? It kind of sounds sketchy. Get his thoughts on the playoffs. I know his good buddy Bruce Arians was on the Manning uh, cast last night. See if he's got any innuendo about what might be happening with Brent Pry and his roster going forward. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Wrapping up Hour 1. now uh, waking up uh, asking me about the roads. Roads are okay. Uh, one texture said Blacksburg roads are not in the greatest of shape. So if you're around Blacksburg, um, be safe. I know on my trek from uh, Reiner out um, Fairview Church and all that, it was okay. So be, be, be safe. Use some caution. Be, and watch out walking to your vehicle because... Um, that can be a little slick as well. I was making sure, out of abundance of caution, to take my time going down my steps. Just because, boy, I tell you what, you slip, oof, you're down. Man down, man down. But for the most part, the roads were fine. I'm looking out here outside the studios, and everybody's moving pretty well. So, again, credit goes to uh, the VDOT folks. Thank you so much for all you do. Awesome. Good stuff. All schools are done today. Nobody's going to school. It's the easiest school closings list to give. Everyone's closed. Done. <laughs> We're, that's it. Everybody's out. All the kids can sleep in. Mike Burnham leads off hour number two. And we'll get his take on all this. What's his take on Tech basketball? Another big road week for them coming up. Hunter Couture, will he play? I don't know. Coaches are going to be very seldom forthcoming to the media. Mike Young kind of didn't have a whole lot to offer about it. 
And really, you know, that's his prerogative. He doesn't owe anybody an injury update. That's the thing, too. The media feels very entitled. But nobody is owed any update. If you see him out there, he's going to be out there. If not, then he's not able to play. So you kind of get your answer pretty quickly. But we'll see what happens, and obviously that would be a big boon to Tech's chances in Charlottesville as they go down there with, I think, a great opportunity to capture a road win against a really struggling UVA team right now. Hour one in the bag here on this Tuesday. Mike Burnett joins us next. Hope you're well, wherever you might be. Bundle up, be safe as you head to work this morning.